When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and Shaka Hislop. We'll kick things off in the Premier League. Arsenal taking on Manchester United. Uh, what a game this turned out to be. It'll be United open the scoring early on. Brilliant effort from Marcus Rashford and Ketia, though. Seven minutes later, would make it 1-1. Into the second half, Saka would give Arsenal a 2-1 lead. But then we'd see Lissandro Martinez with the header to make it 2-2. It looks like that is how it was going to finish. But then Enketia late on giving Arsenal the victory. A huge win for them as well, considering Manchester City beat Wolves earlier in the day. It re-establishes then that five-point lead at the top of the table. And they still have a game in hand. For more on this, let's welcome in, shall we? Uh, Nadem is with us, as is Don. I tell you what, Don, what a match. Oh, incredible match. Uh, Arsenal... You know, pass and test. They pass one against Newcastle, pass one against Tottenham, passed a massive one today. Uh, at one point early on in the game, they found themselves 1-0 behind. A brilliant Rashford strike, little nutmeg in the middle of the park on Thomas Partey. Brilliant finish. That was the test. They came back and they won a great game. It was difficult to fault Man United's approach. Ten Hag after the game's questioned their mentality, but I thought it was really two sides going at it today. It was a brilliant match to watch. Big, big statement once again, Naden, from Arsenal. Yeah, it certainly was. I think you see them, they've got 50 points halfway through the season for them, and it's so, so impressive. And I think the best thing about it is, as well as them getting the points, the performances are there. And you can see from the stats, like, even though it felt like it was a good game between two sides who were going at it, you know, for Arsenal, they've had 25 shots. They've had an XG of, like, over three. And it just goes to show how impressive they really have been, even though, you know, they were behind, they were pushing forward, and then they got dragged back, but they still continue to drive forward. And I think from my perspective, as you watch them, you know they're good value. They do give you really good games. And fair play to them, as I say, to be on 50 points after, after this amount of games is so, so impressive. And it's a fantastic spectacle. I think most people would say they got what they deserved, and maybe Ten Hag is unhappy with the mentality, but... It felt like they were defensively pretty good today, but it was definitely Arsenal who were the team who were really trying to press forward. I saw a start and I said to you, uh, 63 touches, or I think it was that, inside the United box that Arsenal had, which I think is a Premier League record. That tells you, particularly in the second half, how much they pinned them back. Yeah. There are many hurdles to come for this team this season. In the Premier League. However, I don't really win or lose the Premier League, whether Man City come strong or not, or they lose the odd game, I don't think there's any questions now really for me whether this team are the real deal. Mm. You know, it's no shame if if you get picked by a point or whatever, you know, it can happen. So I, at the moment it's looking good for them. But I, I don't think there's much doubt that they are a match for Man City. Might not outplay them, but they are a match. At the moment, you know, easy to say they're the best team because of the top of the league, but they are the best team in terms of every facet of the team. Defence, midfield, front line. And I tell you what, isn't it pleasing to see a young guy come in, Eddie Nketiah? Yeah. That most, myself included, thought, it's going to be tough to replace Gabriel Jesus. And the pressure on his shoulders and to come in and not only score the goals, but play in the manner in which he's played, I think is a fantastic testament to the young man. Every, listen, every time, every, every time we talk about Arsenal, we talk about Eddie and Katia, I, I, I'm like Craig. I, I, I have to. I feel like I have to apologise. My initial assessment was. He cannot come in and fill the shoes of Gabriel Jesus. You don't, you're not going to win a league with Eddie Nketiah as, as your out-and-out centre-forward. But I could not be more wrong, given, given his performances. And credit to the young man, because I'm sure he would have been told the same, not by people in the dressing room, but by, by others in, in, in media. And he worked his way to where he is now, to the point that Arteta has a decision to make, which is all you can ask of a young player to give the manager a decision to make because he has been incredibly awesome. Not only with, with 
the, the third goal where he gets himself in that striker's position, but he brought an incredible save out of David De Gea, what, 10 or 15 minutes earlier. And that's an understanding about his role in, inside that box now that I, I think is, you've, I certainly didn't think he appreciated before th this spell. And, and he has made this side not miss a, not miss a step, despite who I thought Gabriel Jesus being one of the most important players for Arsenal being out long term. And, and to Craig's point, I, I just don't see how they come unstuck now. Now, they have two big tests, two big league tests in Manchester City to come. Yep. But they have, if they win their game in hand, an eight-point gap. Even if City win those two, that's, that's down to two points. And now, for, for me, when you look, you look at, at, at who else on the table can... You, you sit right now and think we'll get the better of, of, of Arsenal. There's nobody else. No. You've got Arsenal top. You've got City second. They've made easy work of, of Manchester United, despite the scoreline. I think Manchester United played their part in that. Newcastle somehow, and I say that as a former Newcastle player, somehow got a nil-nil draw. That was all one-way traffic. You play Spurs, and you dominate that. So now, all of a sudden, against the third, fourth, and fifth best teams in the league, you, you, you don't have much of an issue. Who's going to stop Arsenal? Yeah. And that's a big question here. That was always a criticism, wasn't it, of Arsenal? Can you do it against the big teams? And they are proving that they can time and time again. I think the doubt for me has long gone. I actually think Enketia has made them better. Not that Jesus is not a, a brilliant player. He is. And he may come back into the team at some point. But, but I'm telling you, if Enketia keeps playing like that, he, for me, he's not coming back in. He might, have, might come in for uh, some cup competitions or whatever, but if his league form continues, if Gabriel Jesus is fit, the young man leads the line. And one of the things is Gabriel Jesus is a brilliant link-up player and sort of meanders around the field and does great things. But sometimes that is to the detriment of him being in the box. Right. When I'm watching Enketia, yes, he'll join in and he'll, he will run the channels, and he, but, but he's, he's more liable to be, at the moment in the right area, in the right time, where an old-fashioned striker should be. And that means that Arsenal are finishing off a lot of their good play, and he's been on the end of it. So, you know, if he knocked on his door tomorrow, I'll tell you, and said, I'm fit for the next week, it's quite simple. He's got that jersey at the moment. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And Arsenal as well, at this current time, and we talked about it a couple of days ago, have got the best midfield three in the Premier League at the moment by quite some way. And Nathan, the thing is as well, obviously part of our job is watching a lot of different football and a lot of it is dross. Arsenal are really good to watch, aren't they? They serve up really entertaining games. Yeah, they're, they're really exciting to watch. I think when you look at the way Martinelli drives, look at the way Saka drives, and as Craig's saying, saying there with Nketiah, you know, he's a really good watch. You've got someone that Odegaard in behind, you know, trying to link the play really well. And even Shaka, like the assist he got today, they're a very forward-thinking team, but then they still don't necessarily leave themselves really open. So I think they've been great value. If you watch them on any given game, it's like it's fantastic, especially against the sides who we traditionally see towards the top of the league. They've had some great games. I'm thinking back to the game against Liverpool, the game against Chelsea, you know, this one against Manchester United. They've been they've been absolutely fantastic. And as I say, they're just such a young side as well. I think that's the thing that's really impressive about it all. It's not a bunch of players who are, say, 25 to 30 years of age, you've done it year in, year out. You see in a front line where, say, for example, today, Nketiah, who's inexperienced, was like the, old, he's the oldest player. He's 23. He's the oldest one of that front line, which <laughs> is as dangerous as it is. You know, they are really, really good value. You know, and you see if they're on, if they're on prime time and they're playing, no matter who they're playing against, you know, the approach is going to be good. Like the way they start games, the first five minutes, they press teams to death, make them feel so uncomfortable, especially at the Emirates. And, you know, it's the type of team where I think most people would love to play for at this moment in time. So fair play to them. Fair play, fair play to Mikel Arteta because it was a year ago. He was under a lot of pressure. But now they do feel like the real deal. And as, uh, as Craig was saying, or Shaq was saying rather, City could beat them twice and they still have a cushion at the top based on the way things are going at this moment in time. So fair play to them. And as you look down the league, you think who's the best matchup to try and beat them? Well, I don't know. I really, really don't know, because for the way they play, it's spectacular. I think they deserve and have been at the top and have been spectacular so far this season. You know, for all the business they've done recently, the good business, transfer market, and boy, they did some bad business for, for a long time. Yes. The recruitment was terrible, throwing money after money to players that were didn't really have the heart for it, let's be honest. But for all the business they've done recently, 
You could argue the best bit of business actually has been the goalkeeper. Right. Because everything starts from there. You know, Leno's a good keeper, right? A good keeper. But Ramsdale's come in, he's up the game in terms of the goalkeeping, but he wants to play out from the back. And that was one of the big reasons for it. He's good with his feet. He's a character. He's got a personality. He's got a presence in the box because of his size. He's making some great saves. And you could argue, because when you were looking at all the where Arsenal were going to change things, to be honest, I didn't really think, well, goalkeeper was a priority. Yeah. I was looking at other bits of the team and thinking, well, I need, to, need another midfielder, need another striker, need another wide man, I need to bring these guys in. But to be fair, changing the goalkeeper has been a tremendous piece of business for them. It sounds, happy like, with like, that? sounds like you're complimentary on the goalkeeping position that you're uh, normally just, just, just not so much Let's continue. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm done. And we says United in this game. I think it tells you where United are at. Um, they're, they're just below where Arsenal are, obviously, because the league table tells you that. But I think their performances are getting better. It's difficult to measure them without Casemiro today. Mm. I think when you look back and you, and you see Fred and McTominay, you see the same players that have been at the club for a long time. Veghorst is not the answer. He's not going to take Manu to a title. He's a body that's been brought in, probably while Martial's fit, or to try and get them into top four. Then they'll spend again in the summer. Um, I, I think you're looking at a side that's, that's still strong, but their numbers behind Arsenal, they're certainly a mile behind Man City, even though they're, they're quite closer to them than Arsenal. That doesn't, you know, correspond to what I'm saying in terms of the league table, but in terms of squad depth, I mean, Man City are still the team to beat, in my opinion, in terms of their depth and how they can play. But Arsenal, as the lad said, they deserve, they deserve all the credit that they're going to get in the newspapers, on all social media, the fan base, what we're going to give them because they're sitting top of the league. And the football's just amazing to watch. They're going to get twitchy. You know, the boys talk about, you know, they're going to play Man City twice. And if they, they lose, they still be two points. There's going to be games where they're twitchy. We're halfway through the season. Even the next test for them. And it might sound a little bit daft, but they're playing Everton away at Goodison Park. Now, Everton will lead on crowd noise, atmosphere, intimidation. That's one side that we saw last year when they were trying to get in the top four. They fell slightly short on. They've improved this season for sure, but still, you can't judge them on winning a title right here, right now. They're in contention for sure, but there's a lot more tests, and they're not going to be flawless. It's going to be impossible for them to win every single Don, game by the Man Don, City game, the so there's huge in, tests. Don, you're the only man on the planet that thinks playing against Everton is a tough one at the moment. <laughs> no, I want, to, I want to talk about it last season, Craig. Just in a moment, we're going to show you see, but I just want a little reflection on United. Ten Hag once again, as he did after the Palace result, questioning the mentality of the side. Is that, is that fair? Um, I... I I think it's fair for him to, to ask more of, of his team. In, in all honesty, that's how he feels. The, the truth is, to start this season, I don't think we'd be... I certainly didn't have a Manchester United in top four. I don't think we'd have be, be discussing Manchester United in the same sentence as, as the teams that, that are, are top two in the table. Yet here we are. Takes a 90th minute winner from, from Enketia to get the better of Arsenal. Arsenal totally dominated, I say that. But then they beat Manchester City. Um, so now all of a sudden, uh, you have a Manchester United who are convincingly the third best team in the league. When I, I, I don't think we, we would have said that in the first half, first half of the season. So they need to be given credit, not just for grinding out results, but I think their football has been deserving of, of that title. And in Marcus Rashford, they have a player who, who's... With, without question, the, the form player in, in the league. This is a very good Manchester United team. Is it, the, is it the Manchester United of old? No, it's not. Is it the Manchester United who can get the better of City or Arsenal in this form? Not yet. But given what we expected, a trending very much in the right Listen, direction. If seven or eight months ago, uh, Ralph Ranick or indeed Solskjaer at the end had a gone to London and played an Arsenal... Because this wasn't Arsenal last year, mm -hmm. obviously. But if, if this United team from a few months ago had gone down and played this Arsenal side, it would not have been Eddie and Ketia scoring at the end. It would have been a complete trouncing, I would imagine. We talked about them being in the title race to an extent after the, the Manchester derby win. And I think, to some extent, we kind of had to put them in there. But I think deep down, and Don mentioned Veghorst, I think Veg has been brought in just to try and help them get in the top four. I think okay. Ten Hag knows yeah. where they are compared yeah. to the others. Now, a few people got carried away after last week with the win, and that's understandable. But if you actually look at the game itself, 
United hardly got a kick in the second half. Mm. City completely controlled it. They just shot themselves in the foot for the umpteenth time. So I think there are United are in a good place from where they were. But that place is somewhere short of where they need to be. But they've only got to look at who they were playing today to know how quick that turnaround can come. Sure. It doesn't have to be five years. Yes. It could be a few months to the end of the season, get the cavalry in again, and, and bosh, you've got something that looks a lot better. And I'll defer to the boys on this because you and I were covering the Barcelona game and, and La Liga. And so we were half an eye on the United game. I, the, I don't know what the performance is like from Vecos, from Anthony, and some of those key players that haven't been playing, particularly Anthony, who haven't been playing brilliant of late. Uh, but just as a generalisation, they've just come up short against yeah. an, a brilliant Arsenal team at the moment. Uh, a lot more on what happened this weekend over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go to ESPN FC and subscribe. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. A comfortable win for Manchester City. We haven't said that for a while. A hat-trick for Erling Haaland. Well, we've said that quite a lot, haven't we, since he's arrived in England as they beat Wolves by three goals to nil. Uh, Nathan, were you impressed with what you saw with your old team? Yeah, I like it when they're winning. That's that's always a positive. I like it when they're not really conceding because this is something which we've been more used to over the years gone by. And yeah, I suppose there are positives. They've now scored, I think, seven goals in basically three halves worth of football. So they are heading in, in clearly a right direction. So it's just a shame that for them, Arsenal are matching whatever they're doing at this moment in time. So you mentioned before it was a two-horse race. It kind of feels like one horse is just out in front and the other one's hoping that maybe they make a mistake. Because at the minute, it's not really the case for Arsenal, but it was positive for City. Haaland getting back, scoring those goals, getting a hat-trick at home, which is what they've seen, I think, three or four times this year in the league, which seems a bit crazy. But fair play. And, you know, that first goal, the header, honestly, like Collins, I saw him at the Liverpool game a couple of weeks ago. He's massive. <laughs> and Haaland just towers over him. When you can have somebody that's got that sort of presence in the box, it, it goes such a long way. And like I say, fair play to him. Haaland's obviously 25 goals so far this season in the league. It's not too bad for your first year no. as a 22-year-old. It's not too bad at all. But yeah, it's, it's good for City. I think it's the sort of performance they needed after what the manager was saying in the midweek after Spurs. And maybe some people can relax just a little bit now because it's not the end of the world that maybe they thought it was on Friday morning. But... As I say, Smart City is the Premier League, so anything can happen. Do we only get Jan on when Haaland doesn't score? Yes. So we can say, yes, what's exactly. up with your boy, Jan? Yes, yes What's exactly. up with your boy, Jan? Well, I don't, I don't want to hear Jan waxing lyrical about To go back Haaland. to that point, Nathan Med, you're a defender like Collins, who's done pretty well this season, and he is a big unit. When that ball comes in from De Bruyne first time, and we've seen that uh, so many times this season, not so much of late, but, but certainly early in the season from De Bruyne whipping it in, and you're backing off as a defender, or you're taking a step or two back the way to try and deal with the cross, and he's giving himself a bit of room. I mean, you saw in the video there how much higher he was than Collins. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a non... Even for a I don't know what Collins is, but he's probably about 6'3". It's just a non-contest. Yeah. 
because he's not only got the, the, the height, he attacks it very well. It's the way he attacks it. He gives himself a bit of, a bit of, a bit of depth to go and attack it. He's not already in there standing. Uh, so, yeah, news of his demise after the Manchester derby last week has well and truly uh, been put on the back burner. Uh, how many hat-tricks did you score uh, in the Premier League, Don? Uh, not many hat-tricks, few, few braces along the way. His numbers are, his numbers are crazy. We're going none. Danny's numbers, his numbers are absolutely crazy. Just to try and put into context, you know, he's got four hat-tricks in 19 appearances. The closest player in Premier League history with four hat-tricks is Ruud van Nistelrooy. Took him 65 games. This guy's done it in 19. He's got 31 goals already this season. It's just like inevitable. We were commentating on the game, me and my commentator today, and he said, does it worry you that half an hour in he's only had five touches of the ball? And I went, no, because he's, he's a goal machine. He's, the, the lad's frightening. And what he needs as well is he needs players around him to be top of the game. De Bruyne was back today. Grealish is having his best spell in a Man City shirt. Mahrez is the top man for the minute. He's playing, you know, unbelievable football. And once all them flair players in and around him provide him with service, he's going to be banging in goals for fun. He's that good. Uh, let's then take a look at how the bookies have things set as to who's going to win the title overall. Remember, this week, after the Manchester derby for the very first time, we saw Arsenal installed as favourites, and that continues after what we saw this weekend. Five points then the difference. Remember, they do have a game in hand as well. Don, from what you were alluding to, though, earlier, you still think City are going to win it? <laughs> no. Yeah, I've got it. It's, I've got it. It's 55-45. Everton. Uh, Everton, no. Everton, apparently, Listen, are going to thrash well, the crowd. The crowd, the crowd of Everton. Listen, They'd be really supportive of late. Listen, you... you, you You've got to say, sitting here, right here, right now, they are favourites. 55-45 if you want the numbers. Oh, OK. But it's going to get twitchy. They're not going to win every single game from now to the end of the season. But neither are City, so they're are they? they're going to have to be flawless. You don't know, Dan. They've done it before. I, City, yeah, City but this always is a different, hit a patch. This is a different goes. City, isn't it, Dan? Don? Don't say 15 Yeah, but you're saying, a, you're saying a different that, City. You've got to still look. Arsenal are not the favourites? Uh, well, yeah. Didn't you say that Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal are not, not the favourites? <laughs> huh? Arsenal are the favourites. No, no, no. Arsenal are the favourites. Oh. But you can't count out but Man Don, City. Don, you don't, can't. You'd people like you, oh, I'm not people like that. you, Don, keep throwing things at Arsenal, going, oh, you, you're going to be tested. North London derby, Manchester United. Dan. What's going to be happening? And, and, and yet they keep answering you, yet you keep changing the goalposts to Everton now. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't change the goalposts. What I'm trying to say is, this is a team that's not won the league in 20 years. You can't write a team off like Man City have won four titles out of five. They're not going to go away. So the tests are going to come for Arsenal. Hey, I hope they pass every single one of them. It'd be amazing for the Premier League and amazing for Arsenal Football Club to win a title. I just know that they're not going to win every single game. So can they or will they get twitchy like they did last season? Will they, it's a will completely they have the same different backbone? team, Don. You can't say that we're but going back not over won old down. ground, aren't we? Because they didn't qualify for the but top not four. They're not going to win years. the league this time round. They've not won it for 20 years. But, I'm just saying, don't yeah, write those, off Man City. Players, That's all players, I'm saying. Those players... Yeah, I get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying, Don. There's like a... This is a new movie for a lot of these guys, right? And maybe in some sense, that's a good thing. Because a lot of the scar tissue that was there from the, the, the end of the Wenger era, which was super successful for a long time, but was there was a lot of sort of animosity, it seemed, at the Emirates for, for quite a while at the end, and... Uh, some bad atmospheres with some of the performances. I don't see any. I don't see any part of this Arsenal team that's ready to crumble. Right. I, I, I don't see. The only thing you can look at, and, and they're addressing the squad in the January transfer window. They have done already. Is injuries to key players. I don't see Saka losing form. I don't see Martinelli losing form. They've got Jesus to come back, and Enketia has been wonderful. Show me a better midfielder than Pate and Xhaka at the moment. Odegaard's playing out. These guys are not... And the two centre-halves have been rock-solid all year. I don't see an area of this team that's saying to me, oh, that's going to be the weak... That's going to be the Achilles heel that's going to let them down. Not even the full-backs with Ben White who's done a great job in there. I, I, I just don't see it. In fact, if any team's going to fall over some hurdles, I think there's more chance... Man City, mate. Right. Mm. Than Arsenal. That's because we go to City TV. Well, we've had Everton TV. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> they, well of course, Fancy City still want to play Arsenal twice, haven't they? And if you're a City fan, you're hanging your hat onto that. If we can get six points off them, then this title race very much is on. Yeah, for sure. But then it's the assumption that City win all those other games as well. I think for me, I don't believe Arsenal will get another 50 points in the second half of the season because, you know, I agree with Don that there's going to be tough, there are going to be different hurdles between now and the end. Some of that might be due to nervousness, but some of that might be a case of some of the teams that you're playing. There's an added sense of desperation when you're playing against teams who are down on the bottom and it's the last six, seven weeks of the season. You know, you come up against a different sort of test where the game is no longer as open, where they're putting everybody back behind the ball. So there might be times where it's harder to break some sides down. But I think for me, the key thing from Arsenal's perspective is the fact that it's not just one result. It's three results difference between yourself and the team that's in second. I think that is huge. And I think the real test for Arsenal will come once they start again in the Europa League. Because I think that's something that we've forgotten about. City obviously have their competition as well. But I've always found those Thursday, Sundays, they just hit a bit differently to Wednesday, Saturday for some reason. And I think that would be the test for them. Because the starting eleven is exceptional. But now, all of a sudden, I have to bring the squad in just that little bit more because they'll be travelling around, playing against different sorts of opposition. And as a consequence, can you keep everybody in the rotation just in case, say, somebody goes down and you need to adapt come weekend whenever you're playing in the Premier oh, League again? I'm reeling. I'm reeling. Made him in. I'm reeling him in, Dan. I'm no, reeling him in. <laughs> Changing his mind. I tell you what, though, to that point, to that point, by the way, thankfully, Arsenal are having the season they are. Otherwise, we could have given probably City the title again straight away. Not that I'm denying the title, but we don't want to see a one-horse race, mm. so Arsenal at least making a fight. But, but to that point, towards the end of the season, ironically, it was Arsenal. We went down there with, with a, a derby team uh, and, and got points at, at Highbury against a brilliant Arsenal side. And quite frankly, we should have got more jail time than the great train robbers. <laughs> I mean, it was that bad. Sitting in. Right. I mean, we hardly get out of box. How did we get onto this subject? So well, because you're getting points. Well, because... Oh, because I think you make this about you. No, no, I'm not. It's not about me. My point is, when you're playing a team that is absolutely desperate for survival towards the end of the season, it becomes tougher. Right. To get a, it, 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 you know, you're going down and they're playing for their livelihoods, right? And that's what I'm saying. At the moment, some of these teams, they're just bad teams, but they keep thinking they've got time left. Get down to what three, four, five games left in the season. And you're going to teams fighting relegation. It looks easy on paper, but trust me, even bad teams can make it happen. Imagine, imagine if Everton win now. Against our... <laughs> Don's going to be coming. If, <laughs> if Everton beat Arsenal, I'll give you. Well, I'll pay Stevie's fifty bucks. Oh, careful! No, I never careful. said that. Come on, Everton. Somewhere in... He's just sat up in his chair. Don and um, Nathan will be answering more questions on extra time as they'll be back with us later on. Uh, just a reminder, Manchester City face Arsenal this Friday in the FA Cup. Uh, 3pm Eastern, that came live and exclusive on ESPN+. Midweek is all about the Carabao Cup. Southampton take on Newcastle. That's on Tuesday. 24 hours later, it's Nottingham Forest against Manchester United. You know who's on the call for that, Shaq? Who's that? Who is? Mr. Craig. Oh! oh. What a Forestry. What a right. Oh, okay, I thought it was Manchester. What a treat for us all. <laughs> They're sending me there, you know. Good. <laughs> Not really. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
end. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. <laughs> so Borussia Dortmund just about get it done, uh, beating Augsburg by four goals to three. Uh, this is what Terzic had to say after the match. Edin, that was fun for us as neutrals. How was that for you? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not easy to enjoy the game. Uh, we had some really brilliant moments in, in the game. But if you see what we have to invest uh, to create a chance or to score a goal, and how sloppy we've been uh, when we conceded the goals. Uh, this is not the right balance to enjoy it. I think it was enjoyable for all the people in the stadium and in front of the screen, uh, but uh, we made it way too buzzing in the end. Uh, but we are delighted that we showed a lot of resilience uh, in, by the end of the game. Uh, with all the, on the, all the circumstances, all the goals that we conceded, we still managed to win the game. We had two players coming on, um, scoring two goals, and this is uh, the good, good happy end that we, we, we are really delighted with. Uh, let's take a look then at how things stand in the Bundesliga after that result. Borussia Dortmund uh, remains sixth, uh, two points off Champions League football. Uh, Ali Moreno, of course, was covering that game live on ESPN Plus for us. Uh, Ali, take that, Greg Berholter. Yeah, take that indeed. However, first of all, let me give you my impersonation of Gigovic, the goalkeeper for Oxford. As you're hitting the ball, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> If you can't see it, it doesn't yeah, count. It's uh, shakastrophic, is what that is. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, take that, take that Greg Berhalter indeed. The, the, the talent is, has never been a question with Gio Reyna. The only thing that we have questioned is, can you stay fit? And going into the World Cup, that was the only question is, he hasn't been fit enough, can he be an impactful player? And then the questions became the attitude and the attitude problems that apparently happen with the US national team have not been reported with Borussia Dortmund. Nobody has ever said that about Gio Reyna Borussia Dortmund. So the best thing that could happen to him is that he's as far away as he can be from the national team picture, that he can focus on Borussia Dortmund, that he's not listening to the noise. He told you that when he scored the goals. He's not listening to the noise. He's not hearing the criticism and that the talent takes over. And when the talent takes over, you see the goal that he scored today. What a goal that was. What a game that was. Talent that should have been playing in the World Cup? Um, listen, I, I think Bear Holters paid to make those decisions. You, you don't question them if it's a, if it's a case of, of, of attitude, one that has a, a knock-on effect with, with the rest of the dressing room, then I'm with Bear Holter. You, you leave him out. That, that's what he's, he's paid for to, to make those big decisions. But to that point, Giorena is a young player and has got to understand that it's more than just about talent. It's more than just about what you may bring playing-wise on the field, especially when you're at a team like the United States and you're playing in a group that is difficult or you're in a, coming up to a, a knockout game against the Dutch where you are outmanned. It, it's, about, it's about a collective. I hope he learns from it because there's no questioning his talent. If his application matches it, there's, there's no real ceiling to this young man. Nobody come out of that well, did it? No. No, 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 no. Nobody come out of that well. I'm not getting no. involved in the shenanigans that went on afterwards and during. Uh, but one thing we know is, is it, he's a talent. But, but Gio Reno has had a lot of fitness issues. And that's the first thing he needs to resolve, making sure, a bit like Pulisic at Chelsea, who's out at the moment as we speak, ironically, is getting his fitness right, getting back in that team, producing moments like that and getting a, getting a good run of games and putting all that nonsense, and it yep. was, put it down to experience, make it a learning curve for yourself, like what's needed, whether you agree with a manager or not, but just get back to playing regular and keeping yourself fit. That's the priority for him. Uh, away from Joe Rayner, Ali, I've gotten written down here, Jude Bellingham is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Great analysis, Dan. Yep. Very and good, English. Dan. That's exactly what we saw from Jude Bellingham today. You saw a player at a different level.
everybody else in that game was at a certain level and Jude Bellingham was higher than everybody else and we saw every facet of his game in today's match. He was able to find passes, he was able to release pressure, he was able to win tackles with sliding challenges, he was able to run away from pressure, he was able to support in the attack and score a goal as well. And by the way, on the right hand side, late in the match, he did some sort of filth on one of the defenders at the end line and I just said, okay, well he's got it all. He's got it all. And beyond all that, one of the most important things that he did in today's game while this game was going crazy, was going nuts, and it was 4-3 late, and it was back and forth, it was disorganized, you actually saw Jude Bellingham getting between the two center backs and, hey, let's, let's slow it down. Let's keep possession of the ball. We don't need to get in back and forth with these guys. We're better than them. Let's have some maturity. The 19-year-old having maturity while Mats Hummels and Nico Schlotterbeck are making a mess of the game. That, I think, gives you the total package. Jude Bellingham is something different. Summer. Summer's a time to go for him. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, I think everybody accepts that, and I think Dortmund accept that. Yeah, because Dortmund are a club that they were once winning the Champions League and they had some huge success, but they're, they're just they're just selling too many of the good players, and he'll be another one, and not bringing good enough ones in as replacements. And you heard tales out there with, with, with Archie. They're not difficult to score against, and they're not going to be competing for the title because Bayern aren't going away. And they're not anywhere near competing in Europe. And he's ready. Yeah. Whether it's England or Spain or wherever it is, but he's ready for the move. Um, how are you feeling about the Cowboys tonight, Ali, before we let you go? Well, much like uh, Borussia Dortmund today, where there were moments in, the, in, in, in which it was, yeah! And then 30 seconds later it was, nine! Yeah! Nine! Yeah! Nine! That's how I feel about the Cowboys. Are you kicking? Are you, you going to be the kicker, Ali? <laughs> we have a better chance if, I, if we have myself kicking, although kicks are probably outside my kind of range, yeah, but... Cannot be much worse than our kicker was last week. That's very true. I tell you what, I don't care how much they pay these guys. <laughs> okay. I'm not playing in Buffalo. No, the snow, my goodness, it looks chilly, just, I'm it? not. It I refuse to play in Buffalo. <laughs> okay. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So indeed, a big win then for Real Madrid as they are back to three points. The difference between them and Barcelona. Barca winning earlier in the day against Getafe. We'll be discussing that game a little later. But for now, the response that Carlo Ancelotti's side needed, of course, of the disappointment last weekend in the Spanish Super Cup. For more on this, uh, let's welcome in, shall we? Uh, Ali Moreno is with us, as is Pablo Zavaleta. Uh, Ali, it's a funny old game. The highlights don't really do it justice, do they? Real Madrid hanging on for much of the second half, yet they win in the end 2-0. Yeah, Athletic Club brought the intensity, the energy, the fight, the stadium, the fans, but they didn't bring the goals. And they didn't even bring creating chances. To be honest, Athletic Club has been struggling to create chances in La Liga for a while now. This is now their fourth game in which they've only scored one goal in those four games. So you're looking at a team that's struggling. You're looking at a team that can't create opportunities. And Real Madrid, without doing a whole lot offensively, they were efficient, they were effective. Had Marco Senso scored his chance, this game would have been over earlier. Regardless, what a great finish it was from Karim Benzema. And this was a pragmatic, practical performance from Real Madrid. Not quite smash and grab, but trending in that direction. 
three points, important three points, and I think above all, a chance for Carlo Ancelotti and this team to say, okay, all right, we had our bad patch, let's look forward to what's ahead, and what's ahead is a lot of things that we can fight for. And so I think this was important from a mental side from Real Madrid, and physically as well, the fact that they were able to defend as well as they did, to fight in the midfield as well as they did, to have Camavinga be a physical presence at times. I thought in that, from that sort of point of view, it was positive from Real Madrid. In terms of what they produce on the field, not much, not much more than defending well and being efficient in the attack. Uh, Pablo, how good was that finish from Benzema? Ah, it was brilliant. What a great goal from Benzema. Uh, you know, on the turn, uh, with his weak is, uh, foot, uh, it was, uh, you know, classic Benzema inside the box. I mean, what a goal. You know, he's uh, one of those strikers that he always in the right place at the right moment. And, uh, you know, that was a key point. Uh, in the game, because after that goal, I think Real Madrid took the, the, the control of the game and they've been brilliant. Solid performance from the whole team. Uh, but, you know, Benzema is, uh, is always uh, uh, the, main, the main player for that team. Well, the, what, uh, can you just the... stand up, Craig, and just demonstrate what he did there, please? I'm not, <laughs> what? I'm not chancing me standing up and giving you a slap, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't try and that. I think one of the key things with that is he didn't try and hit it too hard. Right. You know, he didn't. He just went for technique and, and not power because he knew that that was the most important thing. And there's the difference, the huge difference. You know, you talk about Athletic Club and some of the pressure in the second half. You look at the chance it fell, I think, to Nico Williams. I thought it was 10 yards wide. Maka thought it was 15. We'll split the difference, 12 and a half. Yeah. But he was basically, I mean, he was slightly to the right, but the angle wasn't bad. And he doesn't, I mean, I know he's not a striker. He's a wide player, but he's a front man. And I don't know he's not carrying Benzema, but there lies their problem. They just, they don't have people that have got the composure in the final third. That's why they're not getting the points that some of their play deserves. And that's why Real Madrid, not just today, but last year, when they haven't played well, a moment from Cross off the bench that was quality, a moment from Benzema again that was just quality, without... As Ali said, without having to play great. And that, that's, it's not just the difference between the sides, but it's what makes these top players and what makes the other ones playing where they are. If, if you're Bilbao, you're looking back on this and, and just wondering how, how you let this get away from you in, in the way that you have. Uh, on the one hand, you see we conceded two incredible goals and, and there aren't many players in the league, certainly or anywhere with football who scores the first from Benzema, the second coming against, against the run of play, but again, an incredible, an incredible finish by, by Tony Cruz. But Bilbao, for, for all their possession, for all the, the possession they had in, in their attacking third, um, we sit here and, and we quick to praise, praise Real Madrid for, for their defensive shifts. But Bilbao, I, I don't think, offered a whole lot. They could have had a little bit more luck, a couple of set pieces, the ball could have fallen differently. But, but truth be told... For, for all that they threatened, Couto uh, was, was underworked. Pablo, it, it says here you didn't even watch the Barcelona game and we've got to say goodbye to you if you've got nothing else to add. What else do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't watch uh, the game, Dan. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I have, uh, kids at home, so much work to do in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to do his laundry. Yeah, yeah, busy man. Right, we'll say, we'll say thank you very much, Pablo Zabaleta. What a wonderful input uh, uh, to the show. Thanks for nothing. Uh, to be fair. You're highly now the expert in the job. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. First time a year he comes on, does five minutes and goes home, that's it. Uh, the Barcelona game, to be fair, Pablo didn't miss much this was not good uh, from the side that impressed us so much of course in the Spanish the Super Cup uh, there would only be one goal in the game and it would be coming in the 35th minute and Atafi give the ball away cheaply in the defensive third and Barcelona do well because again that man right place right time good finish but you, you just felt that once this goes in Barcelona have another gear to go and it will be all over but proved to be anything but yeah, like Shaka said, you expected then Barca to kick off, maybe get three or four more against the Tafe side, who've been really struggling. But in fact, they should have made it 1-1 after Pedri gives the ball away. Yeah, sloppy pass, didn't, didn't look, wasn't aware what was around them. 
plays it into Mayoral and Ter Stegen with a with a really good save. But yeah, it, it was a pretty a dire performance. What do you make of this, Jack? Dembele booked? Should it have been red? I, I think it's quite easy to have been red. He's as much as. His studs are down. He is very late and I, I think intentional in, in going over the top of the ball. He knows. He can tell he knows. I, that, that's right on the borderline. Uh, so Barcelona, despite their lack of quality really throughout the game, get the job done, get the three points. Uh, Xavi spoke to Gemma after the game. He wasn't happy. Xavi Hernandez, yesterday you said it would be a, it might be a tricky game. It certainly was. Uh, what, what's uh, the conclusion you take after uh, winning again a, a team with five in the back? Well, I, I would say uh, we didn't play well. Uh, we create less chances than, than normal, than usual. But it's always is difficult to play against uh, these kind of teams. Very def defensive uh, team. Uh, a block very very short and, and very aggressive always is difficult to attack this kind of of teams but okay but at the end we won very important uh, uh, very important three points but we didn't play well we have to be honest we didn't play well we need to improve but uh, at least three points three points very important for us really tough game so today the, the key player in the goal aspect was Pedri. At the beginning of the season you asked him to, to try more, to be more brave in that aspect. Five goals so far this season, what do you think about him? Yes, uh, they are improving. Gavi, Pedri, also Frank, Frankie, uh, Pablo in this kind of situations, the kind of, of uh, position in the, in the team. Uh, we need to, to arrive to the box, uh, to, uh, to add players uh, in front. Uh, it's very important for the team that uh, they, they score goals, not only number nine and, wi and wingers, also the midfielders. You, you admit that your team didn't play well today. You have a big game coming ahead, uh, Real Sociedad Copa del Rey. What do you think you need to improve? Or do you think that the, the kind of uh, team that is Real Sociedad would be uh, not easier but better for you? I think better because they are not too defensive. Uh, I think they want to play. They want to press high. Maybe, maybe uh, we need to, to recover the, our best version to win this uh, this this club. Real Sociedad is in. A, they are in a very good uh, very good moment. It's interesting, Craig. The way he's, like spinning it is that Getafe part the bus and they, they couldn't really break him down. But it wasn't really that sort of game, was it? In the sense that Barca didn't really do much to try and penetrate that defence. I, I mean, they had five at the back for long periods, particularly early on. But there was still space out there. Mm. I mean, there was, there was space to operate, uh, and they just, didn't, they just didn't use the ball very well at all. Obviously, the shape was kind of slightly different to what he put on the field in Saudi Arabia a week ago, and no Lewandowski to work off. And we talked about Ansu Fati before the game. He just... We don't know if it's the injuries carryover or the stop-start game time that he's getting, but he just doesn't look like himself, does he? It, it, it just doesn't, and and I think just a, a little reminder to to uh, for Xavi to his players that after the euphoria euphoria of last week's performance, that listen, guys, that was the standard you set. Yeah. We've dipped in this game. We've picked the three points up, but if we are going to win the league and be successful, we need to up our game and set those standards and be better. Certainly today did not come in that category. Real Sociedad. Uh, as Gemma mentioned, of course, midweek, big Copa del Rey game. They've won nine on the bounce coming into that tie. You do feel that maybe he was thinking ahead to that slightly in the fact that De Jong didn't play in this match, considering how good that formation worked against Real Madrid. Yeah, I, and listen, you understand Xavi trying to balance the squad and, and injuries and suspensions, um, but, but this was a subpar performance. And as much as you can, you can look ahead to, to what's to come and, and, and think about that, I thought from so many, given how good Barcelona have been and despite some of the big changes, Lewandowski being, being the biggest of them, I, I thought that Barca struggled to find their rhythm. With, without Lewandowski, without that target, and you expect more from that squad. So while you can use that as an excuse, while you can use the midway game as an excuse, I just feel that, that Barca, maybe you want to put it down to youth, but without that target of, of Lewandowski, without that leadership, I thought an incredibly talented bunch underperformed desperately. Uh, so three points separate the top two at the top of the table. Let's take a look at how the bookies have things set. Uh, Barcelona remain favourites, as you would expect, against the defending champions, considering how sharp Barca have looked over recent weeks. Uh, 
Real Madrid, that big comeback against Villarreal, and of course the victory today at San Mamés changes things slightly. Uh, meanwhile, it's the Copa del Rey will be our focus midweek. Uh, Real Madrid and Barca both in actions. Brilliant draw. Barca taking on Real Sociedad, who are flying obviously at the moment. Uh, that's at 3 p.m. Eastern on plus Osasuna against Sevilla. Then on Thursday, look at this. Valencia taking on Athletic Club, and it's Real Madrid against Atleti. Atleti who looked good uh, yesterday as they won comfortably. Antoine Griezmann, uh, very much the man of the match. Uh, meanwhile, in the Women's Super Cup, Barcelona beat Real Sociedad by three goals to nil. They are pretty much unbeaten, unbeatable, aren't they? Uh, the Catalan champions impressing once again. Uh, the damage done really early on. Bamati opening the score in the 13th minute. She then added to her tally to make it 2-0 just after the break. Uh, Oshawa with the goal in injury time would see Barca lift the trophy, adding yet more silverware to their impressive collection. One more game remaining then from this round of matches in La Liga and it's at Mestalla, Valencia taking on Almeria. That game live on ESPN Plus at 3pm Eastern. Meanwhile, there's been quite the drama, hasn't there, in Italy over the last few days. Most of it surrounding Juventus and that 15-point deduction. Well, they served up quite the game today as they finished 3-3 against Atalanta. Uh, they currently sit ninth, of course, with those 15 points uh, taken off. Uh, Don, I know you watched this one closely. What a game and what fight, really, you saw from Juventus after a horrible week. Yeah, awful. Um, off the back of the 5-1 Morland against Napoli last week, then the points deduction. 15 was the number tonight. That's their points deduction tally. And now they're 15 points off top four. Um, but they rallied. It was a siege mentality. Uh, it was an amazing game of football. I mean, Atalanta are one of the form sides. They come into this game after beating Silenatana 8-2. And this is a Juve lineup. Only one change. Fagioli come in for Chiesa after the 5-1 Morland, like I said. And the game kicks off at the Allianz and Atalanta take the lead inside five minutes. And then you're thinking, right, what's going to happen here? Will Juventus fold? But they didn't. They reacted. Di Maria was magnificent. He, he sort of owned the stadium tonight in terms of demanding the ball, his class, um, the way he played the game, getting on the ball. They scored a couple of goals, went in a 2-1 Juve. And you're thinking, right, the team talk from Allegri, settled everyone down. It was a really chaotic game, but like a magnificent game. And whatever Gasparini said at half-time, within six minutes, Atalanta were 3-2 up. It was an amazing turnaround. Then it was 3-3 in and around the hour mark. And it was literally could have went either, either way. It was a really, really open game. It's a, a myth buster. If everyone sort of says to you, Dan, oh, Italian football is really defensive. It's like 1-0. And, you know, that was your dad talking 25 years ago. Yeah. The Italian league at the minute is an amazing league to watch. It's full of goals. And this game sort of was a fantastic game of football. It was just a brilliant watch. Two attacking team teams. Luckman's on fire. Man, man, Ossiman, who, Ossiman, who I said has got 13 goals a season. Luckman's on 11. So he's on fire this season. Oh, uh, that is it. What do you mean that noise for? I felt like it. <laughs> That's a strange a noise. <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh. Uh, extra time is next. Nadam, Don and oh, Craig and Saka uh, will be with us. Stay tuned. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you as always for your tweets. Craig Burley here, Shaka Hislop here. Shaka's in the gym early this yes. morning. What a treat for the ESPNers who were here. There wasn't anybody else. Hey. <laughs> Smell a rat. <laughs> also, Nadam here. Something's going Don on. Don as well. Oh, there you are. Beautiful. Where were you today, Nadam? Flapping around everywhere? Uh no, no, not at all. So I had a day off today. Thank you very much, Sam. Thanks for caring, though. Well, that's all right. Just make sure that you're OK. Uh, for Craig, Arsenal's midfield seems so fluid in the way they interchange. And Zinchenko floating in there certainly adds to that. Yet they all seem able to defend as a unit in transition. How hard is that to achieve? Well, you've got two very experienced players in there. And I suppose you could consider Odegaard an experienced player, although he seems... I mean, he started off when he was 16 at Real yeah. Madrid. But he's got good experience in international play, but certainly the two behind, I think. The answer is it's easy to leave yourself open, particularly when you're attacking the way Arsenal do. But it comes down to communication and understanding. And if you don't have that, you'll just be people bombing forward. 
you know, willy-nilly, and you will leave yourself exposed. So I think it's something that they work on, but also I think it's important for the likes of party to be behind, just being the guy that makes sure that he's pulling people in and talking to people. If you don't talk, if you don't communicate yes. every, on the field, everything falls down. Communication, it's like in life. Communication is key, not just on a football pitch. You've got to talk. That's correct, there Daniel. Yes. Make noises and talk. Yeah, exactly. So, so much you can say to that, but carry on, Dan. Carry on, Dan. Have you got a... a, a <laughs> what do you, what do you a, want to say about no, it? No, no, nothing. nothing the reason the gym happened today. <laughs> Did you wake up this morning and go, right, this is the start. The New, Year, oh, yeah, New so, Year's resolution yeah. starts today. Yes. Or did somebody no, say... No, 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 you, 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 you know exactly why. Carnival's next month. It's got to get fit, ready. Somebody must have said to him, well, you're putting a bit of beef on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> OK. Because uh, <laughs> that's, that's what he said to me. Made him. When I bought the 16 and a half inch well, neck yeah. shirt. Yes, and I were, thought that's not the, the way forward. There were a lot of Lose weight. On display. Uh, 16 and a half. Right, name him. What? 16 and a half? This one is actually 15 and a half. Okay, there we go. But I did buy a 16 and a half <laughs> and I thought, this is not a very good tactic. Right. Buying shirts with bigger necks. No. That's just masking. <laughs> That's masking the problem. Right, there we go, good. Start, bench or drop on recent form, Nadem. Saka, Rashford, Mares. Ooh. Um, oh, that's, 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 not, that's not what your tweet says. What do you mean? That's what my tweet yeah, on the bottom says. Tweet. Wow, yeah, the mirror yeah, I mean the TV says. Got the wrong tweet up. Casemiro party, oh, Rodri. Can't no, read. No, I'm, I'm correct, I'm being told. Ignore, ignore, okay. yeah, see, it's been taken off. Right. You are the boss of this oh, show. Shut up, Jack. Um, uh, Saka, Rashford, Mares. I'd go Rashford, um, Saka, Mares, but they're all doing very, very well. But I think that'd be my order, because Rashford's scoring every week now, isn't he? Wow. Would you agree, Don? Mm. Yeah, start Rashford. Who's the other one? Bench Saka. Yeah. Drop Rashford. What? Did you, did you no. start Rashford and drop Rashford? Marcus, I've got some good news no, and no, some bad news. <laughs> not Mares. Start Rashford, yes. yeah. drop Saka. Yeah. Mares. Bench Mares. He'll have Rashford go to Everton next. He will get the team. We'll get the team against City. Good news and some bad news. I'm going to start here, but I'm going to drop Dan Juma. It's going to be all right. Come on, Don. Give me your neck size shirt. Oh. Mine? Oh, I'm I'm skinny neck. I'm 15. Oh. Oh, hang on. You want to get some... You want to get some... You want to get some jam and bread down, you lad? That's only a half less than Craig. 16 and a half. No, 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 I said I bought a 16 and a half shirt. That was before I hit the gym, the one that Shaka went to today. There we go. I'm only a half. More than, more than skinny neck dong. See? There you go. Wait, go. you have two buttons undone. <laughs> yeah, because I went for the... Uh... <laughs> the collar's so tight, he's had two buttons undone. No, but I, I had the tie on, and then I decided that the... the... He got quite angry. <laughs> Not tie today! <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I, did. I had a tie on, and then I looked over at him, old casual Colin over there, and I actually, went like, I actually shouted at myself, get a tie off! I took it off. No. Oh, what insight Dan. into our lives Dan, here. can you... Can... Dan, can you fill me in on what happened to Stevie? He got lost walking his dog, didn't he? Uh, yes, if you'd watched the show over the last couple of days, Don, on YouTube, then you would have uh, known this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the picture, Don? He, went, he, took, uh, he took his dog for a yeah. walk. Eleanor's away at the moment. He got lost in the woods yeah. and had to call Craig to come and pick Brilliant. him up. He amazing. And did Absolutely you, amazing. And you've seen the picture wearing the high-vis jacket? Yeah, high-vis jacket. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, Dan put that on yeah. his, uh, on his Insta or Twitter. 140 pounds his dog is at the moment, Don. Don doesn't understand pounds, does he? Wow. I don't know, he gets a bit confused well, with things. Is that heavy? Is ten, that stone. ten stone. I mean, ten stone. stone. Ten Just stone, Stevie's food. I have to be honest. Ten stone! Yeah, it's a big one. Wow. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah. Big softy, though. Well, yes. <laughs> well, the producers oh, say, move on. Oh, Steve, oh, do you know what? Yeah, move on. Do you know what I've done, me? It was already bad enough when I drove up. That's how you drive, by the yes, way. Yes, yep, thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, and I saw him right, I could see him from like quarter of a mile away with that jacket on. Yeah. However, I would have refused 
to pick him up had he had a high vis on the dog. Oh. <laughs> Surely the dog's at risk from these hunters. Uh, Don, as the highest goal scorer, as the highest goal scorer in tonight's panel, rank the goal scored in the United Arsenal game from best to worst. Also, what's the percentage chance that you would have created or scored any of the goals? Oh, goodness me, right. Oh, dear, I mean, I mean, this is a triple day for me. I mean, I started on the Man City, then I'd done the Juve, all right. watched Man United, Good job, like, and now on this show. I mean, I can't, okay. <laughs> no, I right. can't remember all of the goals in order. I can remember Rashford's strike, okay. nutmeg, amazing. Martinez has five. Right. Saka, amazing. Right. Martinez five. I'm just I'm just chiming in. With the fifth best goal. I'm, going, I'm working up. I'm, I'm helping I'm going, Don out. Okay. I'm helping because he. Okay. Martinez, Nketiah four. Right. And then the best three. Go ahead, Don. I'm helping out. So I'm going Saka first. Oh, better than Rashford. Rashford second. I think so. Oh. Naden, which one would you have first, Saka or Rashford? Uh, I think I'll say the Rashford one. I prefer that one. I, I like the strike just that bit more, yeah. I yeah. think that's the one for me. What would you go for? No tie? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Oh. <laughs> you can't talk, no. Can't talk. <laughs> no, 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 I'll let you into a secret. Right. This is actually the 16 and a half inch. <laughs> 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 uh, which goal? Well, I don't want to take any chances. Sack or Rashford? Check Rashford. it, Chuck. Check it. Check it. Check it back. Right. Rashford. Let me Rashford. Take it. No. <laughs> no, it's 17. <laughs> Rashford because he had, to, had picked the ball up and then he had to Little nutmeg. dance his way past. Yep. Who was it? Party. Party. Yes. Party. Yeah, just. Okay, good stuff. Uh, for the boys, if Eddie Nketiah, I've got a lot of Arsenal questions, uh, keeps playing like this, could he seriously challenge Gabriel Jesus for his starting spot? Well, we talked about this on the show. Yes, we, we did. You said at the moment, it's Nketiah's to lose. Yes. There we are. Would you agree with that, Don? I would. Why ne would you cause yourself problems if you're Arteta? Play the man in form. There you are. Naden? I don't know. I think when Jesus is back, I think he'll put him in. But I think he'll probably rotate uh, Nketiah in those two rounds just that little bit more. But I, I still think it's Jesus' position to, uh, to to get back. It's oh. because of Man City. That's the Man City in him. Oh, he's going yeah. to Man City for us. Are you doing an FA Cup again for us, Don? Are you going to upset this time? Arteta, Pep? Oh, it's Nate. Hey, me? me? No. No, no, no. Listen, I'll, sum, I'll finish that game on Friday, Man United, sorry, Man City versus Arsenal, and I'll go and interview Klopp again. If that's the content <laughs> you need, that will make sure happens for you. Go down the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Shaka, start, bench, drop. Here we go. Uh -oh. Test Egan, Pope, Donnarumma. The Pope? <laughs> the Pope? No. No. no, wait, no, that's Nick Pope, not the mm -hmm. Pope. Uh, right now, I start Pope. Bench Ter Stegen dropped on a rumor. Mm. Wow. Ter Stegen made a nice save today. Oh, good. There you are. Just let you know. It's on the bench. Craig, rank teams who's more likely to get relegated. Okay. West Ham, Everton, Wolves, Bournemouth, Leicester, Leeds. That's a lot of teams. Uh, more likely to get relegated, right, Everton. Oh, but they're going to beat Arsenal. No, no. We'll, uh, not West Ham, not Wolves. <laughs> right. <laughs> more likely is Everton, Bournemouth, and Leeds. Leeds. Most likely. Leeds drew today, didn't they, against Bradford? I think we mentioned that. Out of those teams, Southampton wasn't mentioned. Oh, <laughs> Brentford, even. Uh, Shaka, can mm. you call your former agent Barnett? Do you have any relationship with Jonathan Barnett? Still? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, of course, was Gareth Bale's controversial agent. Wasn't controversial at all. Mm? Wasn't controversial at all. Quite controversial. Can't make a big public statement. That is man. No controversy there. To confirm whether Camavinga <laughs> is thinking about a move to Arsenal. <laughs> I will not, is the answer to that question. Why will you not? Because Jonathan Barnett is doing his business. I'm not interrupting in his business. Because he'll call him up and you'll go, <laughs> you, you're going to, I'm going to tell you, and you're going to go and try and make yourself look clever on TV. There you go. Yeah. And you'll say, it's a secret, just between you and I. Ah, there we are. That's it. <laughs> I keep secrets. Oh, we know that. Uh, well, <laughs> move on. <laughs> Never a good thing to say. Uh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Don, your big, hard, long day of watching football's over. Oh, man. Amazing. Oh, Thank wow. you very much, chaps. Oh, there you are. You see Chris Foy? Did you go down Chris Foy for a drink? <laughs> <laughs>
didn't see him today. <laughs> oh, are no. You, are, you, are you drinking with referees, Don? Oh, it, it was a big Chris Foy, no, Mark Kine, no, 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 no. Was oh. it? Yes, because oh, they, they don't like each other. Spiky, those two, aren't they? Yeah, on, no, on Monday's show. Apparently it's in his book. Oh. Yeah. oh was it, was... Don brought up Chris Foy, and Klatz was very dismissive of Chris Foy, Don's Ooh. friend. Mm. Mm. Not yeah. as this bit as Jurgen Klopp was of Nadem's playing career, but you know, it was never on that. Is it? I'm presuming Chris Foy uh, disagreed with Mark on the Manchester United offside. I, just, I think it, no, I think it wasn't on that decision. It was just personalities over the years. They didn't oh, get um, on. Okay. Uh, that's it. That brings us to the end of today's show. <laughs> it's been a long day. We can't how long we've been working today. It has been longer than dawn. A very. <laughs> Tell you that now. Uh, Julianne and Mark Ogden will be joining. Are you on tomorrow? Are you getting in to cheer us tomorrow? up? Tomorrow? <laughs> no. Yeah, I am. Get Oggy to cheer us up, did you say? <laughs> Things aren't that good. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash fc, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash fc now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash fc.